it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Hello, how are you? <laughs> I asked you first. <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> I asked you first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really so, mature, saying exactly what I was saying. <laughs> so we're back in lockdown again. And that's exactly what my schedule looks like. I have dinner with me, 7.30, with myself. <laughs> Solve world hunger, tell no one. Tell no one. <laughs> Man, that's a classic film. Yeah, so that's, that's basically what my life's like now, except I don't have a dog right now. Am I just eating because I'm bored? <laughs> Him getting ready for the the hubilation is me getting ready for walking down to get the mail. <laughs> Ooh, ah, that's it. I'm not going. And then I just sit on my bed the rest of the day. Um, that's where we're at. <laughs> I feel like no one has seen that movie or talks about it as much as you do. <laughs> well, my sister and I definitely talk about it as much as I do. So shout out to Sarah. What up? So, <laughs> just gonna get the weird laughs out. Just let them out. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> oh, feel better. Yours is way worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will always out weird you, Hannah. I think I got. What can it. we be enlightening people about? What are the current trauma and traumas and problems facing our age? They are officially changed to the holiday drinks at Starbucks now. No more pumpkin spice. No. Bonus, they have Christmas cups though, so that's exciting. Mm, okay, I can. Did you know a lot of people like really kicked off about? They changed the Christmas cup from red to green last year, and they like really lost. Yeah, it. Like, I know why. I don't get it. Yeah. This year, it's like a fair isle print. Like it's got like green and red and white stripes. Mm-hmm. How cute! But it's not a red cup, so rioting they shall be. Mm, I'm not sure how much room for rioting we have left. Do you feel prepped? I feel prepped. I feel prepped-ish. Um, okay. <laughs> so I guess we're ready. Okay. So let's do this. Let's kick it off, Han. Let's do um let's do our hello everybody and welcome. Let's get it started. Let's hey, hide. what's up? Hello. Hi guys. Welcome to this week's the transcontinental tea. And the this TCT, week, as our fans are calling it. <laughs> the TCT, as our many adoring fans refer. Numerous fans. That's <laughs> at least three. That's crazy. Um, also, just to dissuade anyone who's deciding our fans' group names from coming up with teabag references, we'd like to steer right out of that. And I've come up with one that is the team. Capital T, capital E, capital A, lowercase m. So, if all of you across the nations want to band together and form a group. Please do not make a teabag reference. <laughs> it was my time. idea. I'll take fault for that. But thank you for your time. <laughs> but they did approve. I got the stamp of approval. So I don't know. I guess we'll see. But this week, guys, we are talking about Americans in Paris. Woohoo! And basically, we mean us. Us yeah. in Paris. Not Emily. Americans. We're not talking about Emily in Paris. It's Emma and Hannah. It. Don't want to see it. I don't want to. Everyone keeps suggesting it to me. And, you know, maybe it's like one of those dumb shows that you can watch and it's kind of like, oh, that was fun. But you like never think of it again. But I don't want to. 
So I've heard multiple complaints about it, mostly from Europeans saying <laughs> this is literally obviously a show made by Americans who have either never been to Paris or who've been to Paris once um, and got like an inch perspective of it. Yeah. Um, the, my problem with it though is I feel like they keep hyping it as though it's going to be the next Sex in the City and it's very clearly not. Well, just because it's the same writer does not mean it's the same show, you know? Yeah, but they keep saying like the writer of Sex in the City, like it has any tenuous link to it and it's, there's none of the wit. I watched half of the first episode and I was out. Yeah, um, and not, I mean, obviously we were very clear on our own issues with body disorders and things like that last week, but Lily Collins has been very open maybe not very open but she has mentioned that she has she's not a documentary about her anorexia right yeah. so she's quite quite small and yes it's hard for me to watch a show that kind of like utilizes that in how they decide to dress her well i mean itty bitty teeny tiny skinny girl who moves to paris i feel like we've all been there done that like that concept to me is not new or exciting moving yeah. to paris is new and exciting but I don't yeah. need to watch someone in Chanel go move to Paris. Especially because like, I'm sorry, she went from 20 followers to a thousand overnight on one photo. What is that? What is that? Well, it's bots is what it is. But also like we've, what we'll talk about today obviously is that we've been to Paris together. I've been to Paris um, multiple times and we ended up going last year. Thank God we went last year. Can you imagine if we postponed it? Um, but like, we've seen those girls in Paris. We've seen the super skinny Chanel wearing girls. And trust me, I'm not like, oh my gosh, let's follow them. They know the way. Like, <laughs> where are you going? <laughs> Take us with you. <laughs> uh, we did encounter those girls and they will come up. But yes, first we would- um, so much to say. <laughs> so much to say. And it'll all make sense. But first I was thinking maybe we could do a little bit of a tea of the week. Get a little tea of the week in there. T-O-dubs. Are we using T-O-dubs? I feel like not. We can go with it. T-T-T-T-T. T-T-T-T. 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 Do you want me to give my tea? I would love to hear your tea. My tea is that this whole week I have been sipping tea from the UK as the American elections unfolded. Um, it, for those who don't know, I live in England. I have not lived in America for three years and I don't plan to again. I just feel like um, we could revisit maybe the idea of colonialism. I feel like you'd be in a much better space. Just a little. I'm just gonna say, Liz is so cool. So huge fan. Um, if you're listening, Liz, Lizzie. shout out. Um, so, but yeah, most of my week has been casually watching CNN and enjoying the election drama that is unfolding. Emma sent, this, Emma sent this post on Instagram that like perfectly described it to me and I've been telling people about it. Um, and it was, have you seen the season finale of the United States yet? <laughs> <laughs> like, observation and probably the thing that I found most droll and entertaining was you know I knew this was going to be an election year but I didn't know that it was going to take a year between voting and figuring out the president at Nevada no (laughs) um I think it is one of the most 
entertaining political systems to watch because you're trying to get, it's like trying to get people to vote for you on the island. It's the exact same scenario where it doesn't matter how many people actually vote for you unless like the faction supports you. So mm -hmm. it's, whose line is it anyway? All the points are made up and they don't matter. So, um, yeah, so that was highly entertaining. Um, people ask me about it over here and I was like, I don't have a dog in this fight. I'm just watching for the memes. So yeah, I'm just, just sitting to you over here and enjoying my, enjoying my life. I love that for you. Thanks. What about you? Well, I don't fear many things, Hannah. Sure. Missing a sale, That's dying right. alone. Sure. Those are some general fears of mine. The basics that anyone would fear. I fear cockroaches. Ugh. Exactly. That's me. I fear them. They, I immediately coil within to myself and um, want to die. So because the weather is changing in New York City, the exterminator will come by maybe once every two months and do his thing. But it was in between visits and... Um, there was a couple of bugs here and there, nothing I couldn't handle, but there's one night I had my hair up in two just little pigtails. I'd gone to the gym. I was sitting on my couch and these elastics break pretty easily. This is important to the story. They break pretty easily when they're wound around more than twice. So I was sitting on the couch. I think I was playing Xbox and I guess one snapped and I hadn't realized it. All I felt was the elastic slide down my shirt. And I don't think I've ever jumped up that fast in my entire life. And I looked around this living room for this creature for at least five minutes. You thought it was a bug. I thought it was a bug. <laughs> it was my own ghost bug. <laughs> I was like, not today. No, I was doing like the, like this, like, uh, uh, yeah, it's a mess. Beetlejuice of you. It was, thank you. Um, and I'm just really had, I'm glad no one was here to witness it, but I looked around and I couldn't find it anywhere. And I like, I looked up in my, cause my mirror is right in front of the couch. I looked up like, why the heck is this bug? And I noticed that one of my pigtails had come loose. And that was when I realized <laughs> oh, no. that it was my hair elastic and not a bug. Dark. And um, that's my tea because that's, I don't leave my apartment and that's really all that's gone on. But it was a really scary moment for me. So okay. what's the game called, Han? Well, this week, as we are talking about being in Paris, oh, the, uh, the game is going to be <laughs> French or clench. French meaning, yes, we love it. We sh sh stand it. We don't ship it, right? We stand. Stand. We stand ship. Shipping is with people. You ship two people. And then okay. standing is like. I am obsessed. Stan from Eminem, that's where it came from. You know, Stan, the guy who like obsessively wrote Eminem. That's where it like comes from. Do you remember like, I've written you three letters and you still ain't responded that song where the guy ends up killing himself and his girlfriend. Okay, she's shaking her head at me, it's fine. But that's where it I comes from. I don't get from. any references from the youths, which is why I have- Eminem is not a youths, that's an us. No, but the stand and what what do we do with it? <laughs> okay, standing is when you are like are super into an object or a thing. Like, mm, I stand chocolate covered pretzels. I stand sparkling water. Exactly. Good job. You have man. to have these little conversations all the time so that I can use the hip, cool lingo. <laughs> <Get in there. laughs> so much. Better. So fresh and young. 
Um, so yeah, we're gonna do French or clench. French meaning yes, clench meaning no. Hard pass. Get out, hard pass, hashtag clench. All of them are travel centric. Some of them we've probably done. Probably. Number one, matching track suits for the airport. French or clench? Matching with who? Yourself. <laughs> like the two-piece track suit. Oh, like, hmm. Also with other people open to that. <laughs> I thought you meant like you and your boyfriend are going on a trip together. I've also seen that. <laughs> um, you know what? I I would French that. If it was just me, I would rock like an all white juicy velour, maybe with like those like fuzzy heeled shoes. I would just like to point out it's juicy couture and then velour. I say? The, the juicy velour. Well, that's <laughs> the velour, it's like a velour track suit, isn't it? Juicy velour is like... Very, I was referring to juicy as in juicy couture and then velour because that's what the tracksuit is made of. Thank okay. you. Okay. I knew what I was talking about. Okay. Honey. My child. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, it's, it's a clench. Um, I am not anti-matching tracksuit, but at least on me, it's just not the vibe. Mm-hmm. It doesn't pass vibe checks. It's a no for me. Um, would never match with someone else. So that's a super clench. That's, and that's like mad clench. Like yeah. nothing is getting past that clenched clench. So clenched. So clenched that I have a headache from how hard it's clenched. Okay. Don't say it. Next. <laughs> <laughs> High heels at the airport. French or clench? French. Clench. I think it's so stupid. I look at every single person who's in high heels and go dumb, you're dumb, you're, <laughs> you're wasting your time. It's like people who are, if you're in lockdown and you put on jeans in the morning, why, for who, for whom are you putting in this I'm effort? sorry, there's people at the airport, there's nobody in my home, it's very different. Oh, I know, why don't I walk 8,000 miles across the airport in giant stilettos, so I'm like, <laughs> all the way there Mm. and you know what I'll do is miss my flight because I can't run in case I need to because of these stupid things I've strapped to my feet so be it it's the level of bougie that I live at at all times clenchity clench clench frenchy french 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 (laughs) I french kiss it that's how much I love it okay now this one has spurred a game which I typically send screenshots to Emma of and it is old man, young girl, first class tickets. Dad or boyfriend. It's such a good game to play. <laughs> it's so entertaining for everyone. I do love that. Um, and basically, you know, you see those people at the airport. And I say people because they could be a couple. Like they are dressed well. They interact kind of weird. They're in usually like first class or like extreme business or whatever other pretentious class. <laughs> um, hella business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're in it. Business. We're in mega so. business, thank you. <laughs> We're in the largest business. Um, so yeah, they're in some bougie class, and she always has like a YSL bag or like a Chloe bag, just like draped. And the guy is typically like 40 years plus older than her. So the game is: is that her dad or is it her boyfriend? So I'm what do you think in that situation? Are you into that or are you clenching? French or I mean, clench? I clench in general because I find the concept of sugar daddy. <laughs> <laughs> with this topic, with this topic in particular, 
um i clench because i am <laughs> cringing which is the outward expression of a clench of the clench it's true <laughs> um 18-year-old uh, Hannah would have been like French how cool and modern um 27-year-old Hannah is like clenchity clench clench to catch a predator get out <laughs> like <laughs> oh. <laughs> get we went through so there was this BuzzFeed article that I showed to Emma earlier this week and we were talking about it because it was all these celebrities who dated women who were under 18. It was horrific. It's disgusting. Jerry Seinfeld dated someone who was under 18. Chad Michael Murray. Chad Michael Murray. Chad Michael Murray. Chad Michael hey, Murray. Chad, come on. Come More on. shame. <laughs> but all these people that were like, she was 14 when they started dating. It's disgusting. And I mean, like I had said in another, like another previous episode, I dated boys. Yeah, we both did it. Older than me in yeah. high school. And I cannot believe that I was allowed to do that. Clenchity, clench, clench. Super clench. My children will never. Uh, yeah, they will absolutely be sent to a gulag in Russia before they're allowed to date someone who's eight years older than they are. Disgusting. When they're 14. I have a feeling I know where you're going to land on this. Wearing makeup on a plane. French. Clench if you're wearing it to get on the plane. French if you're wearing it to get off the plane. Again, who's on the plane with you? What are we doing? No, that's the surprise. That's why I wear it. Surprise! <laughs> it's no one. It's an old man who sells insurance who sits next to you and asks to go to the bathroom a few times. Great. He'll think I'm really pretty and I still win. This is what's wrong with the world, kids. Um, <laughs> designer everything for travel. Those people who have like Louis Vuitton suitcases and like a YSL bag and like a Gucci scarf sweater head wrap combo clench is this your private jet yeah if you're wearing all of that designer stuff maybe you're saving your money by flying economy i doubt it <laughs> i'm just saying like it seems weird that you would have the paris hilton early 2000s clear sunglasses with like the cabbie hat yeah. and you're carrying your bag like this where like your wrist looks broken um i'm a wounded bird <laughs> it's, it's like a guest bag and I'm yeah. like, who, who, I'm sorry, what year is it, first of all, is when I, my first question. simple life call. They want their wardrobe back. <laughs> <laughs> simple life call. Um, Big Brother 2003 called has a problem with what's going on here. <laughs> so It was a no for them. It just seems weird that you would like fly, you would deign to hang out with us lowly people if you have that Please much money. fly economy. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, what you doing here? <laughs> okay um giant beats over ear headphones french or clench i clench now because i frenched when i was like 22 <laughs> yep clench now previous french <laughs> <laughs> we've evolved what can we say what amazing i would say anyone under the age of 25 should not be using those Get some earbuds. anybody shouldn't be using those because unless you're a music producer why what do you need that sound for? Well, you've them DJing on the plane. Yeah, and they sometimes they match them with their outfits, and I'm like, that's a that's a level. That's, that's a also very two thousands esque, and I don't like. You so two thousand and late. <laughs> <laughs> um, DJ Collins, sir, <laughs> sir. <I'm> yelling. <laughs> the Mile High Club, French or Clench? Oh, I could French it. Clench. That bathroom is toit, and I like. 
as much privacy, Emma knows, in terms of bathrooms in general as possible. I definitely don't want any company in there to include any sneakily salacious activity. It's a no from me, dog. <laughs> You're Frenching. I French it. I definitely French it. I. This is going to be a really weird admission on my part. Um, the concept of public sex is hot. Just hot. Oh, I was wondering where you're going. I'm like, <laughs> what planes have you been on? <laughs> like, uh, no, having sex in like, like I don't know, like that. I've never oh, done are you it. Like a Target dressing room person. I would totally do that, 100. percent Maybe not a dressing room because it's like a little too out there, and there's like children in Target. But bathrooms are usually pretty safe, so. Yeah, the children on the airplane are so far away. Well, there's three other bathrooms, latrines as they call it, and <laughs> the door's locked. So Is it? <laughs> I'm just saying that there are people who do way worse things on planes than have sex in bathrooms. Like hijack them? What's worse than that? <laughs> <laughs> I would qualify that as worse, yes. But sexually speaking, there are people that just do it in the seats. So uh, no ma'am mm, yes that's happened not to untrue. me but it's no i'm sorry untrue. God, I swear i'm sorry and no one is like oh, what are they doing when a girl is under a blanket and the guy is not like no one is wondering what's going on like we all know what's happening i don't know what oh my god i'm ancient i don't know what's happening <laughs> just giving him a blowjob if the girl is under the blanket and if the, the guy girl is, is under not- the blanket Okay, well, we're talking about Under- different blanket visuals. I okay, no, no, she's she like, has a blanket on her legs and no, no, no. he does not. She's like, fully covered, fully covered by a blanket and his lap is covered by a blanket. There we are. There is the granularity that would have made this understand. Okay, I thought that we were on the same page. The nefarity of that that is beyond me. I would never, but okay, it's fine. <laughs> Taking touristy photos on monuments slash in front of important buildings. French or clench? I, I French it if it's one, tasteful, and two, if it's like a common thing, right? So for instance, we have talked about this, the blocks in front of the Louvre. Yeah, they They're have like little pedestal blocks that are to help people take pictures. They're meant for that purpose. So that's, I mean, as cringy as touristy things can be, like, of course, I'm still going to do it my first time in a city. You know. I try to be as low-key touristy as possible. Like Definitely. I really try to be like a spy and just take the quickest photo because I don't like the whole like pose for 45 minutes, do a tiny photo no, shoot. We're not trying to be influencers in Paris. We're just trying to take a photo of us touching the pyramid and then leaving. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, for me, it's it's a clench unless it's done quietly and tastefully. Sure. If it's, I don't like ostentatious photo ops and I also don't like desecration. So that's where I fall on Those that. two things. And finally, to just bring us swiftly into our topic of the week, Americans in Paris, comparing a city or country country abroad to your home country, French or clench? Clench, what is wrong with you? That's the whole point of traveling elsewhere. Yes, clench. You have missed the object of what we're doing here. You must go home. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. The nonsense. Oh, it's it's bad. Like, oh my gosh, they don't even have McDonald's. Well, I mean, first of all, every single country ever has McDonald's. So I think what we have next is a short ad break. Hey, listeners. 
Have you ever been watching an ad on TV and thought, wow, I love that product, but I just don't know if it's for me because the slogan is so unrelatable. Am I loving it? I don't really know. Well, guess what? Hannah and I took some time to come up with some more slogans that could be more common to the common man, so to speak. Common. When we're thinking of, <laughs> when we're thinking of sponsors, the first thing we think is, is it relatable? Would we put our names Hanema as they're combined on this product. And so in the spirit of improving these amazing consumer brands that have not in any way consulted with us, we have come up with a few slogans that unfortunately didn't make it past the writer's room. Am I right, yeah. Emma? I don't know how that happened, Hannah, because we were there and present at two in the morning, but they, I guess, decided on all of the slogans at 5 p.m. and we were not welcome. So listeners, we have a few for you, and we would like your feedback. Olive Garden. When you eat here, it's like Thanksgiving dinner, but worse. Olive Garden. When you're here, you're eating empty calories. Men's Warehouse. You're going to overpay for that suit. Men's Warehouse. You're going to tolerate the way you look. McDonald's. I'm regretting it. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. I'm all right with it. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is looking through your window and reporting you for noise complaints. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is taking your Amazon packages when you're out at the mall. Wendy's, something about a ginger. Snack that sends mixed messages about animal safety to children. Goldfish. Johnson & Johnson, maybe too well-rounded. Johnson & Johnson, we do a lot with babies. So listeners, if you like these slogans, we would just love your feedback. Maybe we could petition to have them replace them with our original ones that were great, Greg, and you have no idea what you're talking about because you have no taste. Thank you so much, sponsors, for not considering us and wanting to partner with us. We are in no way affiliated with any of these organizations. Please do not click any links, buy any products, or attribute us to any of these slogans. That was so stressful. <laughs> that was really stressful. Also, I would just like to make a note for anyone listening in the UK, you will have no idea what any of those mean. But for Americans, these are like really, really common advert slogans or advertisement slogans. And um, yeah, that's all I want to say. Um, so yeah, those were, <laughs> those were <clears throat> fabulous. I thought that those were really great personally. Um, Please send us, your <laughs> send us your feedback. We are not taking criticism at this time. So if you do have negative feedback, please carefully annotate it on a piece of paper or a post-it note and then put it in a bin. Any bin, it'll get to us. There's our invisible comment box over there. We never check it. Also available, recycling boxes. If you're conscious of the green, green earth. Green. So I think all that's left now is to sip on this. I would love to do some sipping. Just take a little drinky poo, so to speak. You know what I'm saying, Ian? You there? <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> right away. Right away. Betrayal. Um. <laughs> do you want to play the intro music for this section or no? I forgot. Sorry. I was That's so why I'm staring at you. <laughs> you should just say it next time. Okay. Oh, Play the day intro music.
the tea is exceptionally good today. <laughs> Who made this? Mmm, very delicious. We agree, Wendy. So what are we sipping on this weekend? Well, like we had said earlier in this podcast, we want to discuss Americans abroad, and in particular, Americans in Paris, because we have experience with that. We should note, we are both huge fans of Paris. I've been multiple times, Emma's been once now, and eventually, obviously, wants to go back. It is one of the most beautiful places in the world. I agree. Thank you for Um, listening to my TED Talk. That's it. That's all we had to say, actually. Um, That is the end. (laughs) But we would really like to talk about a few aspects when it comes to Paris. 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 the obnoxious French accents, unfortunately, will last the whole episode. Sorry, we have no control over them. Um, so it just happened. <laughs> the first thing I would like to really get into is stereotypes, which yeah. I believe that most stereotypes of Americans abroad fit very well into this category. But I would also like yeah. to delve into stereotypes that Americans have of Paris. Also good. Yeah. So I think at least for both of us, the people that we interact with on a regular basis in, in terms of Americans have kind of a one note view on traveling in general. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's outside of the United States and Mexico, they just don't really get it. And they're like, oh, it's so far. Oh, it's so inconvenient. They drive on a different side of the road. Oh, it's so terrible. They don't have fast food. Oh, I hate that they don't speak English. And it's just kind of a, a one note kind of monotone negativity about you know, the lack of America abroad. Yeah, which is odd because America is like people who abroad who think of America, they think of like three major places, and then it's California, New York, and Texas, and that's it. Yeah, that's all they get. All that's some Florida. But um, I would say that there was a very specific interaction that we had with Americans in Paris who um, were fascinating. It was fascinating. So I would say one of the biggest things that I hear when I've said to Americans that I know, oh, I've been to Paris, it's beautiful. And I told them, you know, po- I talked positively about my experience. Sure. They were like, oh, the French are so pretentious. Oh, they're so snobby mm-hmm. and they don't like Americans and they hate when you speak English. The only pretentious people, and again, we'll relate our experience, but the only pretentious people we interacted with were Americans. It's a fact. And it was the best lunch that I've ever been on in my life. It was, ju- it should have been filmed. It was so good. It was so good. So the first part is going to sound a little pretentious on our part. Let that go. Just walk right by that. Cause trust me, it's going to get better. So we went to the Louvre. It was stunning. Crazy. And I was telling Emma that we should have lunch nearby because we have other places to go. I was kind of the quasi tour guide mm-hmm. for the trip as I've been before. Um, and so we found a restaurant on the gardens of the Louvre and it was beautiful. It was so cool. I would like to say we stumbled upon this. We did not intentionally seek this place out. Like, oh, we're yes. going to go to the garden restaurant. We just saw tables and we were like, oh, let's try this place. Yeah. Cause we wanted to eat nearby and mm-hmm. hence we did. So we happened to be seated next to this group of about five, what were they? 18. Each of these girls looked like Gossip Girl had dressed them. Like the stylist who did Gossip Girl had flown in, dressed them, and sent them out. Um, and basically, they were all sat there. Three of them had sunglasses on. They were very casual. Mm, that's like, so oh. amazing. And <laughs> so they, they 
they had so many conversations that I can't even pick which one was the best. The top two, though. The top two. The top two. Well, um, so I don't know how it came up. I wasn't listening that intently, but the, the words really caught my ear. And what we heard sitting at that table, Hannah and I are eating lunch, what we hear is our protagonist, our main girl. She says, I have so much to say about Syrian Jews. But she said it so emphatically. She was like, I have so much to say about Syrian Jews. Like Now, Emma and I basically didn't talk during this lunch because we were so thoroughly entertained by what was going on. So we were just kind of staring at each other, listening to what they were talking about. It was like this. We were like, And so... They were talking about like, oh, I like flew here last week, but the private jet doesn't get back until next Tuesday. So I just feel like I'm going to do like whatever, you know, I'm just going to like casually shop and try not to go to like the same club. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it was basically that the whole time. And they were talking about boyfriends and they were like, oh my God, they were talking about, they had this book and it was like, which astrology sign your astrology sign is destined to be with and who you should avoid. And she was like, I read in the astrology book that I should absolutely stay away from Virgos as they will unfortunately end my life if I'm with them. (laughs) And I dated this one guy who blah, 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 blah. And somehow Syrian Jews came up. The girl shouts basically. I have so much to say about Syrian Jews. And then she launches into how she dated a Syrian Jew I mean, there were details that she was like, his family was so yeah. to go along with. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, it sounds like they were probably Muslim in this story. I think she mentioned they were a Muslim family. And obviously, she's not a Muslim woman. Um, and I say obviously because if you had seen her, you would just know. Like, you know. She was in a white crop top with, I think, like, black harem pants and Gucci sunglasses. So it's not typical Muslim woman wear. You do you boo. So maybe I'm wrong, but I doubt it. Um, and and Hannah and I are just sitting there, and that was probably the best interaction in Paris that we had with anybody else ever. I think number one, it gave us the best segue for any conversation ever. I yeah. have so much to say about Syrian Jews. And you launch um, into any topic. It's totally any different. topic. Um, but two, it also gave us an example of why it's Americans that are pretentious often in these scenarios and not the the locals where you're traveling. Because again, I can't remember exactly when it came into popularity, but there was a long period in the States where people would say, you're in America, speak English. Mm -hmm. And going abroad, they kind of have the opposite expectation for some reason that when you go to Paris, of course they will switch and speak to you in English. And it's just such a weird dichotomous expectation yeah there's this i i mean i don't understand the idea of thinking like here i am going to a different continent tourism may or may not be common and i am refusing to learn any of their mother language and yet people come to america and then they speak any language that's not english and they're imposters and they need to leave and this is and that and i'm like so where in your head do the paths not merge into I expect them to speak English they should expect me to speak their language I'm not understanding where the train tracks are flowing and like who who flipped the switch who's not flipping the switch what's going on what's what's happening on the train I don't understand 
I think also um, one of the things that, and we'll get into the, our highlights from the trip, but one of the things that I like best about traveling is getting to experience something that is wholly different from mm -hmm. the culture that I live in or the culture that I was from. Yeah. And so I think to expect things to be the same or to be upset by differences is a very weird traveling mentality. And I think it's why a lot of Americans don't have passports. They really crave familiarity in, in my experience, at least. Yeah, or they're like these girls who go abroad and it's the, everything's the same for them. It's like none yeah. of the French culture is really even applied in this scenario. It's just them being Americans elsewhere. Yeah, they're just in a Chanel store somewhere. And there was also that couple, I don't know if you remember them, but the woman that was so upset that her table was yeah. in the sun. She made the waiter change her table because of the amount of sun that her table was getting. And this boyfriend looked like a photographer for Vogue. Like they were very like hipstery Parisian kind of mm -hmm. vibes. Yeah. She had one of those golf hats that women wear. And <laughs> so she basically was like holding her menu over her head. <laughs> it was ridiculous. And then she asked another table to who had their food. They were eating and she was like, will you guys switch with us? And they were like, no. And no she was like, I cannot believe this. This is, and she's like sitting there the whole time. Just like, I can't I called it. the manager over like five times. So can you move the sun? Because it's like right there. It's right there. He's like, ma'am. Reorient your garden. <laughs> he's like, ma'am, it's 5 p.m. So the sun is moving to set. Where she, it is. She was like, mm, okay, but let's like reconsider. So to tie all that together, Americans, be open-minded when you go places because there is a lot out there that is amazing. Tied into highlights from our trip. Emma, mm -hmm. what were your favorite parts of Paris? Well, this that was my favorite. Going, so. no, that, that was my favorite part <laughs> easily. Um, but I would say, um, gosh, it's so hard to pick. Um, definitely seeing um, Marie Antoinette's digs was, was really cool. Versailles. Versailles, um, we got macarons in Versailles. We did. We got macarons and we took a boomerang and it was. And a boomerang. <laughs> and a boomerang. <laughs> you know. Um, but that was you fascinating know. because looking at it, you think like people literally lived here. They resided in these spaces and you see it in photos and you're like, oh, that's so ostentatious. And you get there and you're like, your mind is blown. And then you see the hall of mirrors and you're like, I cannot believe Kim Kardashian paid $40,000 for like 20 minutes to take photos in here. Like that's insane. insane. It's beautiful. It's like it, but I look at it and I think like, I wonder how Parisians feel living so close to these monuments. You know, I felt the same way climbing up the steps, of the Sacré-Cœur, um, which are, the steps themselves are like so old and spirally and Hannah and I had to stop more than once to like catch our breath because we were there are so many steps I think there's something like I want to say 15,000 maybe I'm overshooting but there are a lot we're gonna say 15,000 we it was tough tough and we had been walking for days already at this point and now we were like going up these steps and we were like oh we're gonna do it more than once we had to be like okay here's a landing give us a minute <laughs> we'll get into the fashion choices fashion. that we made but emma has lost many a shoe on our <laughs> traveling adventures Those heels are when we were so in london it was the first time that she i think it was the first time you've been right mm -hmm. um she came to visit me after i moved here and we had so much fun but i literally was like 
we're going to go on a lot of walks. We're going to see things because at least for me, the best way to see a city is walking around. You just come across so many things. So I tried to prep her in hindsight. I either wasn't emphatic enough or she didn't take me seriously. <laughs> she had to buy new boots in London. Sandals snapped. Like well, I will say that when Hannah says like, we're going to walk somewhere, she says it like, oh, it's just a short walk. And then it's three miles. <laughs> that's, a, that's a short walk. So, but yeah, but so now I'm used to walking because I live in a city where walking yeah. is normal. But then I lived in a city where you had to have a car to get anywhere. American expectations. Walking anywhere is unrealistic. <laughs> I would say in most cities that can be true. But yeah. now that I live in New York City, it's a totally different story. But Very different. Um, what are you trying to get now, Emma? Huh? What are you trying to get now? A car. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I did my best. I gave public transport a chance for three months just to see how I would do. It's too, hard. It's too hard. <laughs> it's not that I don't like riding the subway is easy and whatever, but it takes me twice as long to get anywhere relying on a subway as it would just driving there. Just so. had to point out the irony. I'm just saying. Um, anyway. So walking up the steps. Yes. That I would say, I mean, that is another highlight of mine because that view was just fabulous and beautiful. Incredible. Um, let's see what else. Um, the cruise that we went on our last night, that was lovely. I booked us a cruise. Um, it was like a dinner to, cruise thing. Yeah, to Saint-Martin and it took us along the Seine. It was beautiful. We saw so many like, of the famous monuments from a different perspective. It was lovely. Um, we, we had up there. <laughs> um, we manged. We manged. We did mange. <laughs> we were laughing earlier this week about how, like, American French classes in no way prepared you to go to France. <laughs> it was like, I have a yellow pencil, was what you learned. <laughs> so you get there. <laughs> like, hello, how are you? And you're like, I have an orange. <laughs> and they're like, that's great. Where are you from? The girl likes oranges. Okay. Um, I guess I'm going to go. I go to work by car. <laughs> I swim often. <laughs> I have brown hair. <laughs> That's the extent of what you learn in both French class and in Duolingo. So, so because I speak more French than I would say is average, but I'm not fluent because mm -hmm. my fluency in Spanish is like Pac-Man to my French. But how would you say it was traveling as two people who arguably don't speak fluent French? I don't think it was that hard, honestly, because the language you need to survive in a city is not hard to learn. You know, like, where's the bathroom? How do I get to such and such place? Right or left? Where is Starbucks? You know, these are... <laughs> the essentials. <laughs> <laughs> and arguably, like, before I learned Arabic, my French was pretty decent, but Arabic scooted that on out yeah. real quick. But I will say when you're in a city, it's much easier to speak a different language than when you're outside of it because you have to. Yeah. Um, I think in terms of my highlights from the trip, I'm very obsessed with history and architecture. So for me, pretty much anywhere I go, I want to see the historical aspects of it. I'm like in my brain, every time I'm in Paris, I'm like, oh my gosh, all of the kings and queens I read about in history, Napoleon, like these amazing historical, historical characters, characters have been here. 
and like walk the streets and might've been on the same street I'm on now. And it was very, it's very cool. Um, and the architecture is just beautiful. Um, especially when you get close to the Seine and you see all the former palaces. And yeah. I mean, the idea of growing up somewhere where that architecture is common blows my yeah. mind. I also will say, um, I think Europeans appreciate it less because of how familiar it is. So yeah, I've talked probably. to um, people from Europe as well as people from the UK and they've said, I, I've never thought twice about that building that you're appreciating because I grew up next to it. Um, like my fiance and I went to London and I love London. It's one of my favorite places in the world. And I was just looking around enjoying the views and he was like, I've never even thought twice about the Tower of London. And I'm like, it's so cool. Like it's so big and historical. Yeah. And all the poppies are amazing. So they have all these red poppies like coating the side and it's because it's bloody. <laughs> <You know>. <laughs> 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 um, anyway, back to Paris. Um, one of my other favorite things was taking Emma to see Moulin Rouge. Which <gasps> that is, one, I can't I can't really mention that. That was iconic. A classic, lots of classic boobs. show. So many boobs. So the first time I saw Moulin Rouge, I was thinking Nicole Kidman and a giant elephant. And boy, was I wrong. Not and close. so immediately when we were talking about going to Paris, I was like, Emma, we have to go to Moulin Rouge. And she was like, yeah, it's a little fun. So I did try to warn you though, right? Like I did yeah, tell you. I, I did not go in under any, you know, I did not. I've never seen the full movie anyway. So I didn't go in thinking like, it's going to be, where's um, Lin-Manuel Miranda? Like, where's he hanging out? I don't know. He's not here. He was there, was he? He was in that movie. Oh, no, it was, um, who was it? God, was McGregor. Yes. Why did I so mix up in my head? He Fine. just pops into Moulin Rouge. I'm thinking Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Hamilton was in my head. I don't know. I don't know why. But anyway, Ewan McGregor. I would say I did not go in with expectations beyond what Hannah had told me. So she was like, there's a lot of nudity. Yeah. And there's a lot of lip syncing. Yeah. And that's what, that's what happened. <laughs> that's what happened. And it was wonderful. We had so much fun. Um, probably the best part is because even I would say understanding a moderate amount of French, I didn't know what was going on half the time. Yeah, so it was really entertaining to make up our own storyline yeah. along with the show. Like, oh, it's this guy again. <laughs> <laughs> they broke up but he's back to winner <laughs> she's heart. in a snake pit somehow i don't know how that happened but here we are, are cast her out of <laughs> the palace just aladdin man <laughs> it's like loosely based on a lot of films but then there was like, an american song segment from like 80 songs and hannah and i were like we know these and we were like lip syncing <laughs> along and the dancers got we were really close to the stage they looked over and saw us doing that and they were entertained by that which was great um, they were. um and i think the iconic dance dance paris dance 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 is <laughs> fabulous and wonderful. just the soundtrack to everyone's life um okay things that were not worth it what mm. would you have wished had gone differently um gosh it's tough because I, i'm glad that we experienced it the way we did you know just to give kind of a pretext because i don't think we've talked about it all of it's in our heads obviously but um, so I planned like as many stops as I could. Um, we stayed in the ninth arrondissement, so we were pretty central and everything was either we're taking the metro or we're walking to get there. Mm -hmm. And we saw, 
I took her to see everything I could. The We were staying quite close to the Parthenon, so we saw that. Um, we were near um, the Louvre. We were near the, the series of Louvre palaces, so we got to see that really quickly. Um, we saw the Eiffel Tower. We did all of the, like, Musée d'Orsay along the Seine. Mm -hmm. um, we did Shakespeare's Bookshop, which is so also cool. great. So cool. um, unfortunately, um, Notre Dame was still scaffolded and yeah. wounded and sad. Sacré-Cœur was great. We spent, like, a day in Montmartre. I'm trying to think of other things. But I tried to do, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I tried to do a little bit of everything. Right. Um, no, I felt like we were very well-rounded with our Parisian adventure. I would say uh, I loved all of it, but the most overrated part was the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. It's a lot of waiting to go up and go, oh, cool. It's a view. It's much nicer to go. So what I did was we walked by our first night and got the Eiffel Tower at night pictures. And then in the daytime we went so we could actually see from the top of it. Yeah, we couldn't go to the we see anything. Yeah, we couldn't go to the top because the wind was too strong that day. Mm -hmm. So we went to like the middle, which was still plenty high, obviously. Yeah. Um, and but I think the walking by it and sitting in like the grass near it was preferable to me because you got mm -hmm. to see it in its entirety versus mm -hmm. like when you're up high in a tower, everything kind of looks the same, no matter what tower you're in, you know. So yeah, um, I did see a photo recently that someone took from the bottom of the Eiffel Tower, which was crazy how it looks. But I <laughs> definitely admire the architecture. But I would say that of all of the Parisian monuments that we saw, the Eiffel Tower is the most overrated. Yeah. I don't know if any of it was um, not worth it for me. Maybe the Starbucks. I, I wish I would have explored we, more yeah. of the local the coffee local. scene. Yeah. I mean, but we had a Starbucks right near us. It was so easy. <laughs> we just walked. Yeah, it was so close. It was like a block and a half away. So we just walked there. But in general, there was that one restaurant we stumbled upon. Um, maybe it was Louvre Day. I can't remember. And it was where I had the French onion soup. And it was, that place was really cool because we were like the only ones there. We stayed with this older couple in an Airbnb. And that was really cool. They were. Because we were in horrible. like an authentic Parisian apartment. We weren't. And we like kind of. We like, in. Yeah, so they would give us breakfast every morning. And um, so I had a croissant every single morning and I felt so Emily before Emily was even a thing. I was like, hello. Um, I but don't then, eat breakfast. So I had orange juice and tried to sneakily sprinkle crumbs on my plate. And then she would like take some of my food that I didn't finish. Because I felt bad because it's, yeah. it's very internationally rude not to right. take something that you're offered. Correct. So I was like, let me sprinkle some crack on this. <laughs> It was great. I, I hopefully they were full. They, so yeah, I always ate the croissant and the yogurt every single day, and it was wonderful. And then there was times when they'd be like away in their offices, and Hannah and I would go into the living room and kind of like look around. <laughs> we were like, ooh. Cool. <laughs> well, it only backfired once when they saw how Emma was dressed, and she tried to talk us out of going out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what I was wearing, but I went anyway. Clearly, so. Yeah, we we couldn't dissuade Emma. She is a she is a voice of a generation. So. Um, last little bit. Um, where we want to go next? So, how? What are your qualities that you're looking for in a place when you decide to go on a trip abroad? As an American, obviously, it's much more expensive for you than it is for me to go mm -hmm. abroad. Here, it's really easy. 
Sure. I mean, obviously I'm looking for, um, food is like one of the number one things, right? Like, I, like I said, I live in New York city, so it's kind of the whole world on one Island. So I get to experience yeah. a lot of different kinds of cuisine, but that's not the same as going to like Germany and eating genuine German food. You know, like yeah. I really want Very to experience cool. that. Um, so that's a big fact. It really, my whole goal when I go abroad is to live like the locals do. Like I really yeah. want to be immersed in a way that like, if I were from here, what would I do? You know? As much as you can. Yeah. Right. Like there are certain things I definitely want to see when I go to certain countries, you know, yeah. as like the tourist in me or whatever. But in general, I don't like to be that person because I prefer an authentic experience. So mm. I look for countries that are going to allow me to just walk around and do things as any normal person would do. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things that I look for is the history of the place. So I really look into um, what's this place known for? What are some amazing historical sites that we can visit? Um, what is there to do? Because there are some places that unless you know someone, you really won't find your way into the cool places. You'll just mm -hmm. kind of walk around a lot and not see as much. So I try to look for um, navigatable or navigable cities navigable. Um, that are that are beautiful, but they also strike the balance of mm -hmm. there's enough to see if you're not just a local. Yeah. And once again, you know, we already know French a little bit. So Paris was an easy choice for us, but there are some countries I really have to think like, what do I need to know before I leave there, you know, or yeah, do I really so to go there? We've been to, um, my fiance and I went skiing in Austria with a big group of our friends twice now. He's gone like every year since he was like 14. Um, but I don't speak any German. So I had to look up a bunch of phrases beforehand and, um, it's really not hard. Like, right. I think people really overhype the amount you need and also people want to work with you when you're trying. And this is what I would say to anybody who's like, oh, well, I don't speak that language. When you're trying, the locals will try to help you. It's when you're like shouting at them in English that of right. course, of yeah. course that's not going to happen. I, I would say that English is one of those universal languages. Like they probably do know some English most likely, but how rude of you to even assume that to begin with, you know? So there'd be times like in Paris, we would go to Starbucks and I would start ordering in French and she would just switch to English because it was clear that I was American, which I was like, first of all, ma'am, I know how to order coffee in French. <laughs> so it's fine. She's like, what's your name? Instead of asking me like what my name was in French, she would just be like, what's your name? And I was like, je m'appelle Emma. So thank you. I'm so sorry. Um, oh, désolé. désolé. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's really not hard um, to learn a couple of phrases. And luckily for me, espresso is universal. So I'm usually set espresso? wherever I go. Espr oh, fingers, espresso. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I think the other thing I really look for is how can I travel without planning a honeymoon? Like, I don't want to spend a million on a hotel. I don't want to stay in a super, super luxurious spot that I'm not going to leave. I don't want a resort. Like yeah. I want to see the place that yeah. I'm going. The only time I, so I went to Cancun all inclusively on a resort and that was a wonderful experience because there's Mostly. no part of the, I mean, the idea of an all inclusive resort in a place like that or in the Caribbean or like in South America in general is more appealing because I had to consider there was a, a tourist that was murdered recently in Cancun at the time that I was going. So I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to venture out into town because don't I drink the water don't want to do that and that's not to say that it's like a trashy place but there's like I didn't feel the need to do that whereas if I was going to Europe that would be a totally different story so okay. um 
Yeah, I think the other thing that I hear a lot is like safety concerns. And I would say I've never felt unsafe in Europe. No. Um, the first time I was in Rome, we were getting on the subway, we were getting on the metro, and there was this lady who looked kind of homelessy. And one of the girls who was in our group like screamed as this lady tried to like reach for her purse to take it. And so the lady, without missing a beat, screams back and her goes, ah, like right back at her. <laughs> it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Like that there, you're always gonna have interesting stories of people that you come across in international places. I personally have never felt unsafe, but I also am not carrying a Louis Vuitton bag with my little broken bird arm. Correct. Like, feel me. Um, so I think if you're a normal human and you're just blending, like nothing's gonna happen. We were very, I, I very specifically wore bags that I could keep close to my body because pickpockets are so rampant in um, Paris in general. So, I mean, no, I, there was never a moment that we went out that I was like, I feel more unsafe here than I have ever felt walking down you know, Broad Street in Augusta at night where I feel much more unsafe. <laughs> Super unsafe. Hella, so. Um, any other things you want to check into where we want to go next? Do we have anything on our lists? Um, Germany's big on mine. I'm half German and I'm half Irish. So both of those countries are very high on my list just to experience the culture of both. My mom's maiden name means delicious in German, actually. So, lecker. Um, I would happily go with you because I've been to both and both are beautiful. Um, big on my list right now is one of the Scandies, one of the Randy Scandies. So I like Denmark. Denmark would be amazing. Amsterdam, I want to go see the Anne Frank house very badly. I have creative differences with Amsterdam because I hate the smell of weed. So that's I'd true. Like to go, but is it, but that's the one with the cherry it. blossoms over the water, right? Isn't that big there? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah that for that alone i want to go i hate the smell of weed i agree but i'll have to get one of those like michael phelps nose plugs correct. just keep breathing through my mouth hello it's fine <laughs> hello <Wow>. oh. <laughs> you know blending in like any good traveler <laughs> yes cool well next up is fashion, fashion. andre leontali fashion it's the fashion right fashion there. take it here fashion. So I prepared this short segment because Emma and I have hilariously different packing styles. Um, we didn't always. Many, many moons ago, we had a very similar packing style, which was... Francisco comes to mind. Tiny clothes, lots of shoes. <laughs> and now I compared it to my packing style is like the Sex in the City reruns you see on like normal television where they cut out all the swearing and there's no sex scenes, but it's still like witty and sparkly. And Emma's is like the full HBO version. So all of the everything. <laughs> so Emma, could you just briefly tell me what are some fashion choices that you thought about when you were going to Paris and you were like, this is going to be my Parisian luggage bag? Well, I wanted it to be colder than it was personally. Yeah, it's quite, it was quite warm. It was quite warm. It was September and um, that was unfortunate, but I adjusted um i had some great pleather moments um and i still have those skirts i still live for them i i mean granted like i wasn't at like you know i'm not parisian thin i guess is how i would describe it like some of those women are like i'm not like that but i i do tend to prefer clothing that shows skin of some sort so there was a lot of midriff happening I got called Lady Gaga a lot. Lady Gaga! 
Yeah. <laughs> I didn't understand because I was also a- wore like moon boots. Still, they're these sandals, but they were like white, chunky. Oh, like, they were strappy. so cute. And then they were a shoe that fell to the long walks in Paris. And <laughs> then they grew. Yeah, they weren't uncomfortable because there was no like my foot was f- like flat along it, so yeah. they weren't uncomfortable. But they looked like moon boots because they were literally just these like white platform sandals. And I adored them, but then the strap broke. Um, we stopped in a shoe store. I bought these, like, I think I still have them. These, like, um, saddle shoe flat, basically, shoes. And they were fine for walking, whatever. But that day, luckily, that my strap broke on my wedges, I had packed these in anticipation. Yeah, she was like, I'm going to wear these sandals because I'm really into this aesthetic. But I also will bring tennis shoes just in case. And I'm like, well, at least we're being wise. See, we learned. Um, um so I have a specific outfit I want to talk about, but before that, I know. <laughs> um, what are, what are your inspiration points? Like when you were designing your fashion choices, because you definitely dressed, um, not only stylishly, but you dressed with like an aesthetic in mind. Yeah. I don't know if it was any one person necessarily. I definitely think that I went in thinking like, I know this is not a classic Parisian style, I really, I think I went with Parisian colors, but with an American twist. And that was yeah, kind of my was, goal. If I were to pick a couple of words, I would say Hirojuku, um, kitschy, mm-hmm. skin positive. <laughs> Congratulations, you tested for skin positive. Oh, thank God. Um, I'm very skin positive. <laughs> I love skin, it's true. Positive. Um, so there is this dress now. We talked about this. Inspired? No, we have we. Yeah, you have mentioned about you hate it so much that you've mentioned it on like two other episodes. (laughs) The washcloth dress that she still owns, ladies and gentlemen. And I love Um, it. Well, she tried to. The the Paris story is she tried to wear it out in Paris, and I don't remember where we were going, but it was at night, and I was like, "We are going to be taken." Liam Neeson, (laughs) not my dad. No one will come for us. We cannot afford this. You shall change or we shall stay. And I was just, I was, I, I tried to be very, I think I was quite passe about everything else that you wore because yes, our styles are quite different now. Um, but no judgment, just we dress differently. We think differently about our day and prepping for walking around. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I was not ready to be taken. I wasn't, I wasn't prepared. That was a fact. And I will say, uh, I know this, this is the washcloth dress, according to Hannah. Um, it's, it's like two washcloths. That have it's been so in reality, it's just a dress that has a slit up both sides. That's no, 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 no. It is not a dress. It is a long shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and I look damn good in it too. You look real cute. But Hannah hates it. So, um, I still own it. I am proud of that dress. Someday I'll have somewhere to wear it and, and I will wear it. My butt's a little smaller now, so it's not quite as like, oh. Um, Genuinely, if I would have let her go out in it, it's not that you could see her underwear. It's that you could paint them from across the road. Like there was so much skin. There was no clothes. There was nothing. It was just. <laughs> it was a moment for hand. She did not was, like it. It was like Grecian, but make it naked. And there was another time <laughs> where I had the Adidas halter on and then I was wearing like a skirt with it. And Hannah was like, no. <laughs> yeah. 
Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. no. We can have our butt out. We can have our chest out. We can One or the other. At the same time, unless we're selling our bodies. That's, so the, I think, that's the trade. Yeah. And oh, just okay. for her, just for her, I switched to jeans. But she was very pouty about it. Like I was like, God. <laughs> Did we die? No, we didn't. And then we went to Zara and I bought even more things. So, um, I think it might have been the halter top that our hostess was like, what are you wearing? <laughs> She's like, you have arms out right now. <laughs> um, you know, we don't allow any working girls to stay in our apartment. <laughs> <laughs> they were lovely. They were a lovely couple. They were wonderful. Um, and uh, at least for me, I, I pack a lot based on where I'm going, but I also pack based on how I want to feel where I'm going. Mm-hmm. So for me in Paris, it was very muted palettes. I want to feel casual and put together, but not um, too casual. Mm-hmm. I don't want to dress up. I'm walking around, you know, I want to wear flats. I want to wear like a button down and jeans or um, like a simple top. I don't, I don't want to be super, super dressed up because of the amount of wear and tear that we were walking around. Um, I wanted to do both. So I know I did. Um, I am quite tall and 5'10", so I hardly ever pack heels for anything. Um, so that's my view on footwear. I tend to be a a boots or sandals girl. Um, and I don't think I wore a dress when we were there the whole time. Um, I tend to be a separates girl. I like a jean, you know? Um, yeah, we did a Zara run because amid all of the clothes that Emma packed, she was like, I just feel like I don't have any options. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you kept vetoing everything. I was like, I have to shop, I guess. (laughs) Well, okay, literally, it was like, I only vetoed graphic nudity, (laughs) okay? I did not not veto My mom's going to hear this and be like, what was going on? (laughs) Well, thankfully, Darlene, I didn't let her leave the house. So you're welcome, okay? I was trip mom. She was not happy with me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because were the roles reversed, you too would be trip mom for me. I would, it's true. It just won't ever happen because I'm not a skin positive. I love me some skin and I love to show some skin and I will never date someone who makes me feel like I can't do that again. So this is true. It's midriffs from here on out. Meanwhile, I will say the likelihood of her intensity to show skin at that time could have had something to do with her um, mindset on romantic endeavors. Dot, dot, dot. We don't have to get into it. No. Um, Yeah. And then when you are packing, what do you pack? How do you pack? Well, fashion is at the forefront. Fashion. um, I am definitely, it's fashion first, comfort second for me. And that's how I will always be forever. I can't change it. I'm okay with it. I have gotten to the point where like, I will still probably wear flats when I go out into the city for extended periods of time living here, but I love a heeled boot. I wear a heeled boot often. I'm more of a chunky heel than a stiletto heel now because they're easier to walk around in. But for me, beauty is pain. If it's my aesthetic, I don't care what's going on. Nerve ending wise, it's happening. 
Um, and I push that right to the limit because I love an actual long walk, which is like 10 plus miles. So I really, I really tested her footwear. Um, when I'm packing, I think mostly of where am I going in terms of how I need to dress? So is it hot? Is it cold? Am I going to be uncomfortable? Um, and then from there, I try to match the city's aesthetic. Um, so in Berlin, I might go a little bit more punky. In London, I'll go a bit more tweedy, classic -y. Oh, yeah, it's in my signet ring. Um, <laughs> in Paris, I tried to go a bit Parisian. I will say my mindset has really, really changed in the last couple of years. Because I used to be like, I've talked about this in other episodes, but I used to be like a full face beat kind of girl. And I didn't wear Paris except for, it, I didn't wear Paris. I didn't wear makeup in Paris except for like two nights. But like every day I didn't wear it. Um, and it's been really good for me to get comfortable in my own skin like that. So I would definitely previously have been a person who put on a full face and then went out and, you know, dressed a lot more put together than I, I feel comfortable doing now. I feel more comfortable to be a little bit more me, a little ca more cash. Mm -hmm. I am 1 million percent functional, aesthetically pleasing garments. I don't do beauty as pain. No, no, not for me. Beauty can take a backseat because comfort is sitting shotgun. Woo woo. <laughs> so. Not there yet. No. I think once maybe if I'm like settled into relationship status eventually, maybe I'll reach that point. But I'm still in like I need to look. You're a single Pringle. Yeah. I am a single Pringle, and I am I'm snatching up this town. Snatch. Yeah, I will say, me dating my fiance completely changed my focus on fashion simply because he makes me feel very comfortable to be more myself and feel less pressure to perform in fashion. Um, so now I really only dress up if I want to, if I feel like it, not because I have a need to feel um, presentable or like I need to put on a certain level of show. Sure. So I think <sighs> with that, we should leave Paris for now. But we thank you so much for coming. A tout à it's, uh... <laughs> Le podcast is le over. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the extent of our French for this episode. And um... au revoir, mes amis. <laughs> au revoir. Je t'adore, etc. 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 The brie. <laughs> I'm Hannah. I'm Emma. Okay. Oh, that's the tea.